Hey there, greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Today we have Devo from North Carolina. Devo is in the business of photography. Fusion photography is the name of his business and we will learn about him and his passion that he's following today. So welcome Devo. Welcome Rajiv, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words. Well, that's a good question because I was just asked that this morning in a new mastermind group that I launched. I would say that I am, uh, well, I'm, I'm a single father. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I own a couple of different businesses. Uh, and I think your show appealed to me because I once did the corporate thing for many years, straight out of college, joined the corporate ranks because I thought that was, you know, quote unquote, the American dream, get a job, go to college, get a job work for 40, 50 years, retire on a pension, you know, take vacation every, you know, two weeks, every year sort of thing. Uh, and I quickly realized about 10 years now, and that's not really quickly, but I guess 10 years into it, I started sort of questioning the efficacy of that plan. It just didn't really make any sense to me. Um, I was doing work that I wasn't passionate about and surrounded with people that weren't really challenging me to grow uh, as, a, as an, an individual. So, uh, I started pursuing some of the things that I really love doing as a hobby. And lo and behold, those sort of catapulted me into my entrepreneurial career. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, how long have you been doing photography? Well, I've actually had a camera in my hand since I was 12 years old, but I never knew, I never realized I could make money from doing it. So um, I have been full time outside of the corporate world as an entrepreneur since 2013. Very nice. So tell us, uh, you know, the corporate world versus the entrepreneurial world. Um, what have you liked about it and what, ha- what do you dislike about it? So the corporate world for me, I don't know that there's anything to say that I disliked. I believe that everything is a life lesson for us to learn something from. Mm-hmm. And, and truthfully speaking, everything that I learned in the corporate world doing the job that I did, and I worked in marketing, PR, um, and some project management so most of the stuff, actually all of the different elements and the subtleties and nuances that I picked up in 15 years working in for corporate America, a lot of those are intangible skills that I use on a daily basis now in my entrepreneurial life from managing my day to interacting with people to human relations to managing large scale projects to working with clients. All of those things were things that I wouldn't have been able to do as an entrepreneur or at least, let me say, fast-tracked me in my entrepreneurial career because I had already developed those skills uh, uh, in the corporate world. So I think for me, it wasn't necessarily a a question of what I liked or disliked because that's sort of a lot of ambiguity to that. It really was, what was I passionate about? and, And was I excited every single morning to wake up and spend 9, 10, 12 hours sometimes doing what I was doing? And and. I, I had to do a very hard, hard reflection and introspection on that space to sort of understand what were the things that really made me smile at the end of the day and empowered me to wake up in the morning. And I realized that being my own boss was just sort of a, a vehicle for exploring my more artistic and entrepreneurial spirits. You know, on in the corporate side of things, you know, you've actually led, uh, you know, large international teams, multi-million dollar projects and such. And uh, here, you know, you started off, you know, as a small business uh, that uh, you're passionate about and growing. 
in terms of some of the discipline and some of the probably the stress that comes with uh, with the corporate world um have you seen some of that kind of uh, nudge you forward in either career yeah i think i i think for me one of the biggest skill sets that i that i've brought into my entrepreneurial um, world was because i was always interacting with different types of people different personalities and up and down the food chain if you will from corporate executives senior vice presidents ceos of other companies all the way down to you know and i hate the word down to but i i use it metaphorically in the terms of you know a corporate mm-hmm. world but people who were just hourly workers or uh, technology workers or that sort of stuff and so you you learn to you learn to interact with people on a different level than if you're just isolated in one silo so i was blessed that i had an opportunity right out of college to have some pretty massive exposure in my role so that i got to work alongside you know executive vice presidents of the company and and i i had a lot of mentoring from them and i got to pick up a lot of the different things that that i now carry into my business good bad and ugly you know things that i felt were effective things that weren't effective and you know i i have a staff of 10 so um there's 10 of us in our organization and so and all of them are different and they're in different parts of the of the world because we have some international labor um workers as employees as well so sort of understanding the subtleties and nuances and language barriers and culture differences and all those sorts of things and realizing that one size shoe does not fit all has been a really good lesson for me because that I that I've carried over from the corporate world. Awesome. So tell us more about your photography business. You know, what all do you do? Uh what kind of uh what is the photography business all about? Yeah, it's it's been a journey in of itself. It's funny, you know, not to sound cliché, but life is a journey and and running my business has been sort of a, a microcosm of that. Um I started off early in the days being a wedding photographer uh because I had a, a poor experience with my own wedding photographer and I was like I just paid this guy $6,000 to photograph my wedding. I didn't see my photographs for almost 2 years and when I got them back they were just like nothing that I couldn't have done by myself. So, and this is back in 2003. and photography and technology and cell phones and the advent of cameras everywhere have completely changed that game um but i started off shooting weddings and humans will call you know portraiture basic basic stuff um and and i've done that since 2000 and basically since 2003 around 2010 i started changing my business model a little bit because i started getting into more commercial type work and because i was doing a lot of branding and marketing in my corporate job i realized that my true passion sort of were falling in that creative space of working with small businesses and entrepreneurs and really telling people's story through my lens and so my business slowly started taking a, a almost an unconscious metamorphosis if you will to where it sits today um i've launched a new brand in 2018 i still shoot some weddings here and there i don't shoot as many as i used to Uh, at the peak of my career i was shooting about 60 to 100 weddings a year um i don't shoot that many anymore i just take very select engagements and now i'm doing a lot of branding marketing and content creation for most of my clients so that's sort of where the business sits today so you work with both businesses and individuals is that it yeah i i uh my stable of clients are typically anybody who is in the small business space who has a marketing budget understands the need for good content and social media or the same for entrepreneurs solopreneurs anybody who is looking for content creation a uh, brand 
brand acceleration or is unclear on you know how they get their story told to their to their wider audience to generate more revenue generate more customers etc so when and, you say content creation what does that include so content creation is a is a holistic term for me um it's different for every business it it in in the space that we operate today it's primarily content for social media and your digital marketing space whether it's paid advertising whether it's your website content or your social media and so that can include video that can include photography that can include graphic arts designs memes flatlays that sort of stuff anything that enables you like Rigi for example if you wanted to promote your podcast and you and and I, and I don't I'm not saying what you do or don't do but let's just say you had a blank canvas and you really wanted to launch this new podcast but you didn't really know where to begin you have a great idea you have a great audience that you want to reach etc we would then go in holistic holistically work with you through a brand discovery process better understand who it is that you're trying to target what your brand message is and that brand message is literally everything it's everything that your customer might see and then we fill that with content that tells the story to that that fits that brand message ethos does that make sense absolutely absolutely so in terms of uh, um, deliverables for your clients what do they really look for Well that's a funny conversation because a lot of clients come to me initially and they don't quite know what they're looking for and they think I just need a new logo or I need a new website and then that's going to satisfy the quotient and and that couldn't be further from the case. So for me uh, and my partner Lisa we we launched this new brand called Sprout. Um brand messaging is at the literally at the crux of everything you do. It's how you market your business. It's it's what you want your ideal avatar or your ideal buyer to read and resonate with them so that in so that that empowers them to choose your brand over your competitor right because what is there 450 different i think there's 450 million podcasters right going on right now across mm-hmm. the world i think it's it's some insane number so you know i have a podcast lisa and i do together ourselves what makes my podcast more enticing or more compelling or more resonant with the same type of audience if you and i all things being equal talked about the same product and so the deliverables i'm getting somewhere with this sorry around about you didn't know you you didn't know you're going to have a, a long talker on your on your mm-hmm. podcast sorry <laughs> the deliverables that we give back to our client are based upon a brand message that we help them craft and so your story might be completely different than my story so it really just depends upon what it is you're trying to accomplish with your brand message and your product or your service or whatever it is you're selling what aspects of uh, what you do do you really love everything really truly I have I have found my superpower. Um it I I went through if I may if I just may be personal for a second. Mm-hmm. I went through I went through a divorce in 2010 roughly. Um and and I'm not denigrating my life before that because like my reference to my corporate job, I learned a whole lot about myself through that. But around 2010 I sort of went through this cocoon emerging if you will this awakening if you will and i hate that word awake because everyone's throwing it around like a loose penny but this whole idea of sort of there was more for me on the planet than what i was doing and and so i did a lot of soul searching and exploring and bouncing from one thing to the next trying to figure out what it was that i really loved doing and so what i do today I, I truthfully speaking I can't wait to wake up. I I love helping other clients explore their superpowers and tell their story through my lens, through my intellect, through my genuine curiosity, through my creativity, through my ability to sort of 
My superpower is sort of, I call myself a visual intuitive. Um, a client of mine nicknamed me the emotional ninja. Um, and, and I don't say that to brag, but my superpower is sort of seeing your superpower and helping you tell that story. And, and I wake up every morning excited to do that on a day. And I'm, I'm not saying that I live this perfect life. Like there's some days I'm like, fuck, do I really have to do that today? Because there are parts of a business that you don't want to deal with, right? But by and large, I love what I do, all of it. Awesome. Awesome. So you mentioned a mastermind. So obviously you're in the coaching business too, in terms of uh, coaching people who want to learn. So what all do you do there? Well, I would not call myself a coach. I would call myself a curiosity seeker that helps people explore their own infinite powers through my catalytic conversations and exploration and poking and prodding. It's very similar to how I take photographs. You come to me and you'll say, Hey, Devo, I would love to have my headshot taken, but I don't look good on camera. I hate taking photos. I'm an introvert. I'm really shy. You know, you, you have your work cut out for you. And, and what I have found and why I'm good at what I do is my ability to connect with people and draw out your true personality through my lens or through my conversations or through my creativity. Um, the mastermind was launched as more of sort of a selfish reason other than anything else. I'm just a member of the mastermind. I launched it, but I'm a member. Um, I'm really trying to surround myself with people who are doing fantastic things on the planet that I can learn from and surround myself with. They say that you're a byproduct of the six closest people you connect with, right? So I'm trying to surround myself every day. I call myself a human collector, a people collector with people who add value to my life and that I can connect and collaborate with and create bigger things together. That's pretty awesome. Um, and how long have you been doing these masterminds? We are, well, I've been involved in various masterminds as a guest for about six years now. I've been bouncing around to different groups, trying to find one that really fit, fit what I was looking for. Um, and all of them added different pieces. So I've taken what I've learned over, I've been in 10 different groups. I have six different groups. I don't even know. Um, and I've taken all the different things that I've learned from those and I'm translating them into what I'm doing now, which is my new group, which is only in its, we're in our second month. Awesome. So, you know, when you transition from a corporate career to your entrepreneurial business, let's talk about that time frame. You know, what was going on in your head? How smooth or how rough was that uh, time? And uh, how did you make sure that you landed on your feet? I was sort of just pushed out of a nest, to be honest with you. I wouldn't say it was smooth, but it wasn't, it wasn't terribly turbulent, the, the migration into entrepreneurial world, but it all sort of coincided at the same time of, of, of my divorce. You know, I'm a firm believer in unsynchronicity and, and sort of the idea that the universe has a message and a meeting for you. And that sounds woo woo and all, but I'm living proof that it's not, um, in Buddhism, they talk about when the student is ready, the messenger arrives. And I never really understood what that meant until my message started arriving and my divorce was, was underway and my life was just kind of falling apart. Um, I was laid off from, from a, a, my company and then I was rehired. And it was just this sort of like, I just sort of felt like a domino and I was just kind of lifted out of the domino and just left to just kind of wither or do whatever I did. And I just decided at that point that I, I just, it was either the sink or swim. And, you know, I first learned how to swim as a baby. My dad literally just threw me into the pool. And so I've sort of always been that type of person where just 
give me the situation and the experience and let me try to figure it out on my own. Um, and so that I didn't really have a grand plan. And then this is probably not what your listeners want to hear. I, I didn't really have a plan. I just sort of said, I'm not happy. I'm going through a divorce. My life seems to be falling apart. And it wasn't until I realized that I was personally responsible for all of that in some way, shape or form that I realized introspectively that there's something I'm not doing or there's something that I'm doing that isn't working. I need to change that paradigm. And for me, it was launching my own business and doing my own thing and following the path that made me the happiest. That's pretty awesome. So where do people find you? You know, if they want to learn more about you and what you do, what's the best way to reach you? I would say probably the best way is go to my Instagram, which is Fusion Photog, F-U-S-I-O-N Photog. Um, of course, you can DM me there. I'm, uh, I'm pretty active on the social media side there. Um, you can always email me. Uh, my website is fusionphotographystudio.com. And then uh, my other business with my partner, Lisa, is sproutconnectors.com. So tell us about Sprout Connectors. Well, again, it goes back, it goes back to that synchronicity thing. Um, I had been, uh, after my divorce, I'm sorry, I just kind of getting really transparent here. Um, I, after my divorce, I had sort of been in and out of relationships and just dating and doing all these different things. And I was in the middle of a relationship. And one day uh, on a, just sort of a whim, I, I got turned on to Instagram and I just started kind of playing around with it. And um, I, I met, I, I came across a feed and it was my partner, Lisa. And I was just sort of blown away by her presence on Instagram and what she was doing. And she was a fellow photographer. And at first when I met her, I thought she was in Canada because she's a Canadian native. So um, I started following her content and I was just sort of, I was sort of magnetized by who she was and what she was doing. And I, on a whim, I just reached out to her and just asked her a basic photography question. And, and, and she responded. And it's kind of crazy because there's seven and a half billion people on the planet. And just in the last four years alone, I would roughly say I've 20,000 people or so follow me on Instagram. If you magnetize that and compound that over the number of feeds that see your content and that you view, that's several million people a year that you're relatively kind of moving in and out of the fabric of their social media life, right? And I've never once sent a message to anybody or someone has sent a message to me in, in the space of how I communicated with Lisa. So it always blows me away that of all these billions of people on the planet, that one person, I ended up forming a business partnership and now I'm actually engaged to her to get married. So- I know. Crazy, right? Crazy. So if anyone doesn't believe in the power of social media, it, there's an evil side to it, but there's also a fantastically positive side to it. Um, so I met her and we started working together. Um, and this was not a romantic relationship. We were just working together uh, as photographers. She's really good at what she does. And I, I wanted to just learn about, learn things from her. Cause like I said, I'm just persistently curious. Um, and then about two years, three years into our our working relationship, we were starting to do workshops. We were doing photography workshops, education workshops. And we're like, we're doing all these things. Why don't we form a brand around this and see if we can't make a living from it? And that's how Sprout was born. And the next thing you know, and that business has evolved considerably since 2018. Uh, but anyhow, that's sort of the origins of Sprout. That's pretty awesome. So where do you go from here? Both of you, you know, what, what are the plans for the rest of the year? And, uh, into the future. 
we like every other social media influencer, if you will, are launching our first Instagram social media class. It's sort of centered around how to have a healthy relationship with social media and still have a life. Um, we've sort of been playing in, in that in that sandbox for three or four years now and kind of have our own take on it. So we're launching that shortly. Um, we are evolving the business to be more content-centered and more brand-centered as opposed to social media management, which is one of the things that we do. And we're not going to get away from that, but we're really trying to step into the bread and butter of what we do best, which is telling your story and enabling you to accelerate your brand. Um, And then we're also going to be launching our first uh, series of physical photography workshops that are going to be in different keynote cities in our region where we'll invite. uh, It's not just going to be centered around photography. There's a bunch of different elements to it, but it's sort of like a photography mastermind so that you can get business skills, life skills, emotional development, and photography all sort of in one space. So those are some of our bigger things we're rocking and rolling with right now. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, Devo, thank you so much for joining today. Thank you for sharing your story and uh, mm-hmm. you know all that you do. Uh, wish you the very best as you move along. And I really hope that your business, both on the, on the workshop end as well as on the branding end, takes off uh, really, really well uh, for, through the rest of the year. Uh, before I let you go, one takeaway for the listeners, anything that you'd like to share? I would say that just because you haven't done it yet doesn't mean that it's not possible. If there's something that you have an itch to accomplish, step out of your imposter syndrome around it and don't judge yourself because you haven't done it yet. Most of the great people on this planet who have done some of the greatest things have multiple iterations of what they did before that. And most of them, were well into their life before they even stepped into their true superpower. So if, if you have a calling, if you feel like there's something you could be doing different than what you're doing now, I don't necessarily say quit your job and cold turkey. I would say start exploring it. Do your nine to five and then start your six to 10 afterwards and kind of find the things that make you happy. And then once you step into those things, don't be afraid to explore them. You're not going to have success overnight. It took me a long time to start finding my real superpower. So stick with the journey, be adaptive, be flexible, and be curious. Be curious. That's sort of, if, if there's any one thing I can offer anyone is always be curious. That's an awesome message. Thank you so much. Very inspiring. Well, Thank thanks you, for joining us today and uh, wish you the very best. I appreciate it. I wish you the best as well. Thanks for having me on as a, host, as a guest.